Elul has become known as the time when Hamelech Basada, the king, is in the field. And it is perhaps of no coincidence that it is in this month that we have the opportunity to read and learn about the role of a Melech Yisrael here in Parsha Shoftim. What, in fact, is the nature of that role? And how does it inform the way we ought to relate to Hashem as the king of kings? The truth is that as much as we are intellectually familiar with the concept of a king, experientially speaking, today, we hardly have a concept at all. We don't really know what it feels like to be at the mercy of a powerful monarch who can take our lives in an instant if we such as step out of line and violate his whim. And yet, Hashem is the king of kings who sees our every misstep, of which there are many, and before whom we hardly tremble on a daily basis. The worldly king inspires natural fear, a fear which, if we had the same amount for Hashem, we'd never think of sinning. But we lack such a king, and therefore we lack natural fear. Therefore, we can't help but feel like we are missing something because we don't really know what it is like to have a king. But what if this concept of a king is also not quite how we're supposed to relate to Hashem? Whatever concept of a king we do have in our imagination, regardless of what has influenced that imagination, the worldly king is apparently not entirely how the Torah conceives of the role of a king, at least not for the Melech Yisrael. In fact, the Torah implicitly premises its rules of a king with this critical contrast. The sequence in Chumash is that we ask for a king like that of all the nations, and then the Torah proceeds to dictate just how different the Jewish king is. It is for this reason that Chazal teach that one should make an effort to see even a Gentile king so as to discern between him and a Jewish king. And if all of the above is true, then what more profound lesson might the unique Melech Yisrael teach us about our relationship with the king of the universe, who is apparently in the field right now? Yes, like a worldly king, the Melech Yisrael also has wealth and power, both political and legal. Life and death are practically in his hands. But among other reservations, the Torah cautions that the Jewish king cannot have too much wealth or be arrogant, and that he must keep an additional safer Torah with him always. He is not just powerful, but he is measured and balanced by Hashem's Torah. And for what purpose? Says the Chumash, so that he may learn to fear Hashem. The essence of the Jewish king is to be a model of Yeras Shemayim. But isn't that the same point where we started? We already said that a worldly king inspires natural fear, which once again, if we experienced it ourselves, could impact our relationship with Hashem immensely. However, there is a major difference between this natural fear and Yeras Shemayim. Yeras Shemayim is not a fear of death or of any punishment in this world. Literally speaking, fear of heaven is specifically about something beyond this world. After all, any crime we commit against Hashem should have repercussions heavier than any which we could possibly imagine in this world. And yet, even that doesn't fully capture the true meaning of Yeras Shemayim. Ramban understands Yeras Shemayim, better translated as awe or reverence of heaven, as having nothing to do with punishment at all, but with spiritual consequences that our thoughts, words, and actions have on our relationship with Hashem. It's not about trembling in fear of the unknown. It's about having awe and reverence for spiritual reality, i.e. reality. When a worldly king is nearby, we tremble and behave because we fear punishment. 
and then when he passes us by, we sigh in relief and return to normal life. But when Hamelech Basadeh, when the King of Kings, is in the field, we are awakened to a more profound reality that every single decision we make has spiritual and eternal effect on our souls and our relationship with the Eternal King. And when the King leaves the field, if we gained anything from when he was there, we nonetheless continue to live our lives differently, as though he is still there. And that's not because he is still there, which he is, but because the reality hasn't changed, our every action continues to remain eternally significant. In this way, as frightening as Elul can seem, it is also somewhat comforting. The Yiras Shemayim that the Melech Bisrael models is not about punishments for misbehavior, but about our ability to choose a way of life, the authentic way which connects us to eternal life, a choice that is constantly at our disposal. Elul is just a loud but friendly reminder that that choice is always there. Yes, the King of Kings is in the field, but not to catch us in the wrong or mete out punishments, because let's face it, he can do that from his palace. He comes to the field as an act of loving kindness to give us that loud but friendly reminder to make the right choices day by day and moment by moment, as each choice has an impact that is eternal. We should be zochet to take spiritual advantage of the opportunity of Hamelech Basada, and he should guide us to making the appropriate decisions today and beyond into the days of Mashiach, the Arab